Tales from the Offside. I'm your host, Hani Fahim. When you're in charge of running internet infrastructure, an often desirable state of operation is one that doesn't change much and runs smoothly day in and day out. But to be quite honest, that kind of life can get boring. Thankfully, the reality is the world, both virtual and real, is forever changing. This constant change results in one of the most attractive aspects of working behind the scenes of the internet, how varied each day can be. One day you're exploring a brand new technology that promises to solve old problems. The next day you may be helping a nation circumvent oppressive policies. And then you have days where you play Sherlock Holmes, investigating an issue, trolling through systems, looking for clues that will reveal the truth. Today's tale takes place in late 2017. I was out having lunch at my favorite pita joint. The usual, my man, grilled chicken pita. When a client submitted an urgent request. Urgent investigation needed. I'll take that to go. The client needed to investigate a failed file transfer from a few weeks back. Oh, that's a good pita. This client was engaged in an agreement to deliver specific sensitive data on a nightly basis to one of their partners. Apparently, this partner stated they never received the file on one of the previous nights. Everything checks out on our side. Well, let's see what we can find. This appeared to be a straightforward investigation. To speed things up, I suggested to the client that we log into our dedicated chat channel to converse in real time. The client agreed. Okay, can you provide me with a summary of what the issue is? They went on to explain that they have an automated task that runs every night. This is called a cron job. Was logging enabled? Yes. Have you confirmed that logging is actually working? Yes, but the logs are clean. The logs being empty implied there were no errors. I will check the system logs. The system logs would give high-level information on the events that took place. Okay, I see from the logs that the cron job did execute that night. The job did in fact run. I assume this was the end of the story. Was it successful? That was the ultimate question. I can't really tell. I can only see that it ran. There was no easy answer to this question. Unless explicitly recorded, this information wouldn't show up in the general system logs. Is there anything at all that can indicate a success or failure? Hmm. Nothing direct. I can check some indirect methods, but I need to know some more info. How big is this file that you're transferring? If the file being transferred was large, it's possible it would register on some network graphs. It's small, usually around 100 kilobytes. But not this time. The file size was very small and wouldn't register on any graphs. I needed to dig deeper. Hmm. Can you describe to me exactly what this program does? A better understanding of how it worked may reveal other options. Very simple, grabs data from a database, puts it in a file, uploads it to the partner. Hmm. This opened a few more options. Perhaps there was something in the database logs? Nothing out of the ordinary. Maybe some system was low on disk space. If a system runs out of disk space, it'll be unable to write out logs if there was a problem. 
Graph show no issue. But again, nothing came up. Let me check the alert history from that night. Nothing. It was one of those desirably quiet nights. Does the program keep the file it creates somewhere? Since the program creates the file, perhaps it left a trace of it somewhere on the system. It never writes out a file, stays in memory. We later learned the contents of the file is quite sensitive, so they didn't want to leave any trace of it on the system. Within a matter of minutes, we went through nearly every available option and struck them off the list. I'm out of ideas. No errors anywhere, no alerts. As far as I can tell, it ran successfully. The client thanked me and logged out. All right, folks, I'm heading out. Have a good night. I was heading out the door for the evening when my phone rang. Hello, Henny speaking. Oh, hey there. It was the client. Well, I tried everything I could think of. The client divulged the true magnitude of the issue. Did you say penalties? Apparently, according to the agreements in place, the client was at risk of breaching the contract if they were unable to prove who was at fault. Oh jeez, lawyers are involved now? Professional finger-pointing had ensued. The client very much needed hard evidence one way or the other. Listen, I'll, I'll try my best. I'll see if there's something else I can look into. Give me until tomorrow. Okay, bye. What do you think? It's a new recipe. Hmm? Oh yeah, it's good. I went to three stores to find the cumin. Hmm? Oh yeah, it's it's good. I also used some tree bark to get that extra crunch. Hmm? Yeah, I like the crunch. I was distracted. All I can think about was where else could I look to find that hard evidence. Okay, what's up? I, I'm sorry. I've got this client issue. They need me to prove whether something did or did not happen. All I know is something did happen. I can't tell what. The prospect of turning up empty was very unsettling. Okay, go. I'll clean up. Really? You're the best. My wife is the best. I spent several hours that night going through every single log I could find. I was most interested in any captured output from the client's program. Running programs and applications will often spew hordes of mostly useless information unless tamed. Too many times in our past have we been bit by untamed output, where a page goes off at 3am because a system ran out of disk space due to a log file growing too big. We learned our lesson the hard way and made sure to put measures in place to avoid this. That 3am page is an effective teacher. However, on this night, never in my life have I wanted to stumble on an error so badly. Some typo, some misconfiguration in our log taming efforts. Damn. But we were thorough. The system was spotless. The evening turned to night, turned to early morning. At around 1.30 a.m., I found myself scouring what seemed to be the end of Google. I can't think anymore. I wasn't getting anywhere. I needed to sleep. Maybe morning hand you have better luck. Only I couldn't really sleep. I only had one thing on my mind. What am I going to tell the client tomorrow? Oh, shut up. It was hard rolling out of bed. <sighs> I need some strong coffee. My morning routine was already off. I sat down in my chair and opened my laptop. Oh, that's good. It took several seconds for my eyes to focus on the screen. 
There, laying in front of me, was a Google search results page, one of many tabs still open from the night before. Near the bottom of the screen was a search result to some six-year-old Stack Overflow page. What's this? Stack Overflow is a popular community-driven question-and-answer forum where all walks of tech life come to ask the almighty internet for help. What's this person's question? Is there some way I can check which of my processes the kernel has killed? I recognize this link from my late-night search. I must have clicked on it five or six times. Each time I dismissed it because the question being asked was not exactly my situation. I already know the answer to this. Scrolling to the answer marked as correct, I knew what it would say before I read it. Check Check the logs. Then I scrolled to the second answer, the one that didn't receive the check mark of correctness. A user named Mikkel responded with, Process accounting could help here. Process accounting. Process accounting? I need to get to the office. Perhaps it was the strong coffee, but I was now wide awake. Process accounting. It's gotta be it. It's gotta be it. Where are my shoes? You left them. Ah, there they are. Okay, bye. Going down. Morning, sir. I see you're headed to King and Bathurst. Yes, and I'm in a hurry. I'm sorry, sir. I can only drive the posted speed limit. Okay, that's fine, but please drive the limit as much as possible. I'm sorry, sir, but I must drive safely and according to road conditions at all times. (sighs) Can we just get going? Certainly. Morning, folks. Anyone remember us talking about process accounting a while back? The answer was yes. Process accounting is a collection of tools used to record and summarize commands run on Linux systems. Show it to me. We had installed it three years ago on all systems to help us monitor when customers make changes to their code, what we call deploys. Yes, it's on this client system. Process accounting records all of this information in a series of files and stores them in a non-standard location. That's why I didn't come across it last night. And there it is. The file was right there. The hard evidence we were so desperately seeking was contained in this file. I made sure to back up this file at least three times, just in case. Let me cat this file. Cat is an abbreviated command, short for concatenate, where it displays the contents of files. Ah, it's all garbled. However, the format of this file was not in a human-readable form. Maybe I should actually read the manual. Process accounting comes with a slew of tools. Okay, there's a program called SA, summarizes information about previously executed commands. That didn't sound like what I wanted. I didn't want a summary, I wanted details. Okay, another tool called LastCom, prints out information about previously executed commands. That sounded promising. Let's run it. LastCom is very verbose. Hmm, okay, I see names of commands run and the time that they ran. But I already know this info. LastCom was telling me what I already knew. What I was looking for is some info about the status. Let's see what options this program has. Ah, debug. Let's try that. Okay, that's a lot of data. The debug option certainly lived up to its name. It dumped a lot of new information to the screen. This is just a bunch of numbers. There were no labels or descriptions of any kind. It was like a giant Excel spreadsheet, but without headers or labels, you have no idea what you're looking at. Let's try the man page. Man is another abbreviated command, short for manual. Okay, last com. Let's see what all these fields mean for debug. 
print verbose internal information. That's the most unhelpful help page I've ever seen. The answer had to be found on Google from an old HP article. Okay, debug gives you a bunch of process IDs, time spent running, damn, no exit code. The exit code was ultimately what I was searching for. In Linux, every program has an exit code when it finishes running. An exit code of zero means it was successful. Any other number indicates an error. God, this is so frustrating, so close. Right then, I received a chat message from one of my team members. Did you read the update from that Stack Overflow page? What update? Apparently, I should learn to read. There was more to Mikhail's post, and I had stopped reading after he replied with process accounting. That same day, six years ago, he posted an update. Strangely, the file itself has the information you want, but last come doesn't seem to print it. As far as I can see, you have to write your own C program to access the information. C is the name of a programming language. It's nearly 50 years old. Most low-layer systems, like operating systems, are written in C. It creates very fast and efficient programs, but it is hard to learn. I really don't want to write C code today. Embracing my recent lesson of learning how to read, there was more to Mikhail's post. Update two, I've taken it upon myself to modify LastCom so it prints the exit code. Only minimally tested, here's the link. Mikkel, you are my new best friend. Let's do this. 404, file not found. I kid you not. <sighs> Mikkel, what did you write? Yet another dead end. What are the chances this is on the Wayback Machine? The internet always remembers. The Wayback Machine is described as a digital archive of the internet. It scans and catalogs many websites throughout time and allows you to view them. Yes, there it is. Luck was starting to come our way. Mikkel's patch was there. Now, what are the chances a six-year-old patch will just work? Error, patch failed. The answer was 0% chance. Let's take a closer look. The patch was made for a different type of system than we ran and was also six years old. Much has changed since then. Hmm, this patch is not even remotely compatible. But at least I knew what he was doing. Let's see if I can apply this by hand. Ah, he's just printing out the exit code, literally. It took some time to find out where to modify the over 1,000 line file. Okay, this looks like the place. Let's add this line. After all this, it came down to adding a single line of code to print out the exit code. Okay, time to compile this code. There was a lot of waiting. Is this working or what? And then it was done. Successfully wrote out file. Yes! The end was near. Now let's run it against this file. Yes, it worked! And it's a one! As mentioned before, any exit code other than zero indicates an error. Okay, an exit code of one means there definitely was an error. This was the first time we actually had evidence that something did go wrong that night. There's more info. It says this program ran for 66,000 seconds. What's that, like 18 hours? That's crazy. It turned out to be centiseconds. Centiseconds? Right, because why use something more common, right? Okay, so that's actually about 11 minutes. Was this normal? I ran it against the previous night's run, one we knew that worked. Okay, this one only lasted 48 seconds. That's much more reasonable. And had an exit code of zero. That means it did work. Let me call them. 
we had what we were looking for. Something did go wrong that night. Yeah, from what I can tell, it ran for about 10 to 11 minutes. Does that ring a bell? It did ring a bell. 10 minutes matched a timeout setting in their program. Their program would attempt to connect to their partner, and if they didn't get a response within 10 minutes, it would abort. You're very welcome. I'm so glad we were able to help. This was the smoking gun they needed. A huge weight was lifted. I stared out of the window of my office, noticing the sun for the first time. I need a pita. Process accounting saved the day, as did Mikkel. Process accounting became an integral part of our toolbox going forward and saved us on a few more occasions since. Mm. We also learned the hard lesson of ensuring we always log output in a safe and tamed manner. We went overboard several years back by eradicating excessive output when we should have taken a more balanced approach. Mm. And a final lesson we learned? Oh, it's tasty. Uh, dude, we can hear you eating. Turn off your mic. Oh, oh I'm sorry. <sighs> Forget it. I lost my train of thought. If you're enjoying this series, be sure to subscribe with your favorite podcast app. And if you want to spread the word, have you done it yet? Please give my show a five-star rating review and tell all your friends, every one of them, to subscribe too. You can contact me with feedback or relevant questions via stack.io. That is S-T-A-C-K dot I-O. I'm Hany Fahim, and this is Tales from the Upside. Side.